What's up? I'm Liza. And I'm Cammie. And we're back for another episode of Laugh It's Funny. Today we're going to be talking about our most memorable breakups. Breakups. For better or for worse. Whether or not we were getting our hearts broken or we were breaking the hearts. Oh, honey. And we were always breaking the hearts. Sometimes, yeah. Before we had to break their, we had to break theirs before they broke ours. Isn't that always the strategy? <laughs> Absolutely. Is Good that defense. still a thing? Yeah. Now I feel like nowadays it's a lot easier to break up with someone because you can just ghost them, as yeah. the kids say. You don't say shit to them, and yeah. that's the breakup. Ah, hmm. uh, communication. Yeah, love We're, that. This next that. generation is <laughs> gonna serve us some serious face. Okay, that's a, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. Like, I can really feel this shift in communication. Oh, in fucking deed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so. (sighs) Breakups. So many. I'm trying to think. My earliest breakup that I can think of. Yes, go back to. Let's start start, at the very beginning. Let's start where, where did the trauma first start? (laughs) Sixth grade. Okay. Middle school. Which Truth. you cannot pay me a million dollars to go back and relive ever, middle school. Ever. Nope. Hell no. I remember I was going out, not dating, going out mm-hmm. with a guy named Scotty, which, plot twist, don't let any man break your heart if his name is Scotty. Just I don't do it. I dated Scott, too. Oh, why? Why did In we do this? In fourth grade, though. Why did we do this? It was real young. Well, he... I think, honestly, I think the only reason I reacted so emotionally to this is because you're in middle school. Mm -hmm. Your hormones are raging. Your emotions are skyrocketing. You don't know how to process any of it yet. You know, I was probably a good foot taller than all the other boys at that time. Um, And Scotty, in the middle of computer class, leaned over and broke up with me. (laughs) (laughs) Sat right beside me. The ball's on this one. He was just like... (laughs) Hey, um, I don't think we should go out anymore. And I was like, what? And he just says, yeah, it's over. And then I just cried. Oh. And honestly, I can't think of another time that I cried over a breakup. Really? Yeah. In high school. And I bawled over Scotty. Like that whole day, I could not stop crying. I think I was more so angry. And then I was also embarrassed because once I had started crying, everybody knew. And then I just couldn't stop. It just kept going and going and going. Um, Dang it. Why couldn't you break up with me behind a note like everyone else? (laughs) And I think deep down that has like left an impression on me because ever since then, I'm just like, fuck you guys if you're going to see me cry in front of you. That's right. Like no one's going to see me cry. So I'm just going to go handle my shit in the bathroom. Exactly. Like like a real G in silence. Yeah. And you will not see this happen. (laughs) But you better believe I fall apart. I'm going to go cry in the bathroom like lasagna. That was like a silent G. <laughs> I read an article with, uh, oh, God, what is that? I'm completely blanking. Angelina Jolie. Oh, yeah. After she and Brad Pitt got divorced, and it was in Vanity Fair, and they interviewed her, and they were asking her, you know, how are you doing with coping? How do you do with talking to your children? Um, she said, it's a grieving process, but one important rule that I have for myself is that I do not cry in front of my children. Yeah. So as soon as I feel it coming on, I go to the bathroom real quick. I shut the door. All I need is a few minutes to get it out, or I get it out in the shower, and then I'm done. Wow. And that is... I thought to myself, like, she does it too? Like, yeah. <laughs> so I just thought, whatever. Angelina Jolie does it. Wow. I'm fine. Like, this is fine. This is Dang. normal. 
Okay. So just like quick bursts of emotion. Nice. Um, but yeah, so Scotty, wherever you are, I hope you're, you're a living. bitch. No. <laughs> I hope you're happy. Hope that you're happy. too. <laughs> and I hope you're still super short. Just kidding. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so I'm trying to think. The first, the very first breakup, I feel like. It wasn't actually a breakup. I had one of those boyfriends from like fourth grade through sixth grade, you know, uh-huh, yeah. being real consistent. Yeah, we yeah. were like, quote unquote, going out, walking to the water fountain together, whatever, in elementary school. Um, his name was Scott. Mm. Not of course Scotty, it was. Because he was a man. His oh. name was Scott. <laughs> Not Scotty. Anyways, um... But I talked to him a grand total of maybe three times on the phone because he called me on my birthday, both years. How he remembered it was my birthday, I don't know. Maybe he wrote it down in a comic book or something. Um, And then I called him one other time and he did not answer. So by sixth grade, I was like, you know, haven't heard from old Scott in a while. So I guess, I guess this is no longer a thing. Oh, that was the original ghosting. And then I found out he moved. Oh, not lying. He moved. <laughs> what kind of girlfriend were you? You didn't know where uh, you an ab- was? I was an absent woman. You didn't know where you was? I'm so sorry. Dang. I was just trying to make it through elementary school. Sixth grade rolled I around. See. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And I then see. he was gone. You know what I love to do in middle school, and I would say probably ninth and tenth grade, I pulled this card also. I'm not proud of it. Uh, <laughs> but whenever I was going out with people, I... <laughs> And I didn't want to go out with them anymore. Yeah. I would pull what I called the Jesus card. Oh, my! I prayed and God doesn't want us together anymore. And God is leading me away from you. Um, I really just feel like this is not where I need to be. I feel like um, you're a distraction. <laughs> this relationship is a distraction from my walk with Christ. <laughs> and I really need to realign everything. And to like really add emphasis, oh I might include God. also like, yeah, I just recently threw out all my secular CDs. Yes, <laughs> because it was the 2000s. And that's what everybody did. Yeah. That's why I was sandwiching my right. rap songs between Christian and country on my mix CDs. I totally get it. Jeez. Yeah, I just feel like, listen, I'm just, I just feel like this is not where God wants me to be right now. Yeah. And I feel so badly about doing that, but I did it time and time again. It was almost like I had perfected it. Yeah. And the worst part is, I knew that I was using it as an excuse, but looking back on it now, I think in my head, I had convinced myself that that was the truth. And so I didn't feel any guilt about it mm-hmm. because I had this Jesus blanket. Yeah. And I just thought, well, I'm I'm the righteous one. So you can't get mad <laughs> oh at me God. for that. And I've noticed that also with adults now. Yeah. Like, have you, have you noticed that, like, sometimes when people get divorced or, or they go through something traumatic, like something bad, something based on a bad decision. Sure. Not, not saying that divorce is a bad decision, but let's say someone messed up in Mm -hmm. life somehow and then they immediately become super religious yeah it's almost like okay i fucked up let me jump into these religion clothes real fast oh yeah that way nobody can talk shit about me because i'm living the jesus i'm on the up and up right right like it's almost like i dare you to say something yeah like surely you wouldn't say something to someone who is an up-and-coming christian you guys that's called being a coward yeah that's called being a coward yeah sorry so 
Anyway, but yeah, I feel like I did that several times, but I really felt that it was true because, and and whether it was true or not, that the Lord didn't want us together anymore. Right. I could have honestly replaced the Lord with my dad. <laughs> That's a good one. My earthly father. <laughs> Just not like you. The um, one who will actually whoop my ass. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no. Um, so Slick Rick, we dated a long time <laughs> in high school. Oh, no. Let me go back to Obsessive. The guy that works for the soda company, whatever the fuck. Um, he doesn't deserve a name. I'm not giving him a name. He yeah. was too controlling, whatever. It legit took me four months to break up with him. Like, we would have these fights, and mm-hmm. I would break up with him. And then he would come to school the next day, and everything would be normal. It was, like, psychotic. Yeah. He would just take my books, hold my hand, walk me to class, and I'm like, he's straight up acting like I didn't, like, that I hadn't broken up with him. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do because I was like, did I? Mm-hmm. Did I break up with him? I guess it was, like, the early version of, I don't know, gaslighting. Right. <laughs> No, we're together, though. Don't you know? No, we're fine. So, I finally broke up with him, a.k.a. it was summer, or spring break. It was a break of some kind. I just stopped answering his calls. Mm -hmm. He was calling all the time. I I didn't go to church. Like, I skipped out on church or whatever, Um, which it was always a good way for me to avoid him if I didn't go to church Mm -hmm. because I was doing what I like to call missionary dating at this point in time because he had just gone to church because his best friend went to church and that's where he met me. Oh. So, or got to know me. Like, we went to school together, but whatever. So, like, one time earlier, I had not, I'd faked sick and stayed home from church. He showed up on my doorstep with some Campbell soup and a ugly ass carnation and a Hershey kiss. And he knocked on the door. My brother came to the door and he closed the door in his face. He was like, dad. <laughs> so dad came to the door. He looked at him and he said, son, you need to get a life. Oh. He said, well, I was just bringing her some soup cause she didn't feel good and a flower. Cause you know, it's pretty like her and you know, a Hershey kiss because, oh, God. well, you know, and he said, son, five years from now, she's not going to remember your name. Yeah. And so he closed the door in his face like a gangsta. <laughs> Anyways, but I finally did break up with him. And he would call and leave me all these psychotic voicemails, like yelling at me mm. and everything. Like, I was genuinely concerned for my safety. Yeah. And so I, I think I might have stayed home from school one day. Whatever. But I gave back all the shit he got me. He bought me all kinds of stuffed animals. Mm -hmm. He bought me all kinds of, like, CDs and things like that. So I collected every last thing I could think of that he had bought me. And I sent it with my mom in a big box. My brother rode with her because she didn't want to go by herself Mm because he was, like, psychotic. Oh, let me also say, he lied about his age. What? He lied. He was a junior in high school. Or at this point, he was a senior because we I dated him. Um, yeah, I was a junior. Anyway, but he said he was seventeen. He is. He was nineteen. What? He lied like a psycho. Anyways, so all the more reason to bring up with him. My dad was not a fan of him at all. That's crazy. It was crazy. So, at the very end, it got real, like, yelling, very verbally abusive, very, you know, nothing super, super serious, but it could have gotten really bad. So, yeah, I, like, again, 
flicked him off like the booger that he was, and it took four <laughs> months. So, but that was really bad. And then Slick Rick and I dated for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, what I would consider a long time for a high schooler. I feel like I dated the other guy for maybe eight months, I guess. Slick Rick and I were together for like a year. Yeah. So, but... I broke up with him multiple times. He he was the kind that really liked to go on a break. Mm-hmm. Like he was fucking Ross from Friends. I don't know. But he would he would go on this whole spiel about almost being like a monk. Like that needed like it's his own little like getaway. Yeah. So he would like, he wouldn't talk to me. He needed a sabbatical. He, yes. He wouldn't <laughs> talk to me at all. Like I would see him at church. He would not talk to me. He All he did was read his Bible and I guess, I don't know, drink water and eat crusty bread. I don't know what he did when we were together. But finally I said, okay, if you don't know that you want to be with me, then you don't need to be with me. Yeah. Like, this this needs to be done right. if this is the way you're going to behave. And so we broke up. And I did cry. I was I fought with him over the phone really bad one night. And then, like, we broke up. And I went over to my friend's house and spent the night. And I woke up in the morning just sobbing my eyes out because I was like, did that really happen? It was one of those late night conversations where you're like, did I say that? Right. Did I mean that? Yeah. I meant it. And then, like, the reality was sinking in. It was very sad. But my dad was so excited. My dad was so pissed at him all the time because he wasn't really responsible and he was all over the place. And he talked to me like dirt sometimes. No. He was just upset. No. So... Well, I didn't mean to be cutthroat, but I feel like looking back on it, anytime I ended a relationship, I was pretty cutthroat. And for the most part, I mean, other than Scotty breaking up with me, I feel like I, any other breakups, it was because I, I was the one yeah. who ended it. Yeah. Like I, yeah, for the most part. Um, other than like minor things where we were dating for like a month or something, but like the substantial relationships, it was always me because I would get to a point where if if it wasn't bringing me happiness and if I was dreading spending time with that person I just knew exactly. like I've got to cut it off yeah like, it's not fair to either one of us but that was my that's my personality like the same thing with my parents would put me in extracurricular activities you know like I did ballet when I was like four and I hit a wall where I didn't want to do it anymore it genuinely didn't make me happy so yeah. I was just like I'm not doing it like, wouldn't go out there for my recital. Yeah. Drum lessons got to a point where I hated it. I you stopped. took I drum like, lessons? I did. And then I was just like, oh. I don't want to do this. You know, I don't, like, if I am not enjoying it, I just can't, I can't fake it. I can't force it. Yeah. Um, and the same thing was with the relationships. Another weird thing about me is that in my head... I assume I can always be these people's friends mm. afterwards. Oh, yeah. That took me a long time to yeah. learn that it doesn't work that way. But yeah. I want it, to, you know, I want it to. Otherwise, yeah. it feels like when you spent so much time with this person and then you guys break up and you never speak to them again, it's almost like you have to act as if they're dead to you when they're yeah. very much alive. That yeah. seems like such an unfortunate waste to me. Yeah. Um, because obviously there's something about their personality that drew you to them right Right. something substantial not just like a physical attraction there's something else there sure um so anyway 
in high school, I didn't really, I wouldn't even count any of those dating experiences as substantial. But in college was where I had like substantial boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one that I had, his name was Chris and we dated for a year and it was that was a huge learning year for me. Like it was my first year away. Um, it was the first time that someone in our, our graduating class had passed away. Like Mm, it was, Chris and his family was there for all of it. Um, and he like provided a sense of normalcy, like, which is what I needed that first year. Um, second year was Ben and Ben was one of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, super sensitive, musically talented. Like he was a composition major. Um, so when I say like musically talented, I don't just mean like he could play the guitar. Like he's brilliant. Yeah, like he could pick up any instrument. Yeah. Um, and it was just it was amazing to watch him do what he could do. But when I broke up with Chris, we somehow remained friends after that. Mm-hmm. Started dating Ben, and I remember one night Ben and I went to a New Year's Eve party at Chris's house. Yeah, like I was I was able to like maintain all of this in some way. And then I broke up with Ben. Then somehow Ben and Chris continued being friends. <laughs> so then you you like flash forward to a few years, um, and I got engaged. Mm-hmm. And I would hear from them every now and then. Like they might, you know, shoot me a message online or text me, and it was never anything inappropriate. It was like, hey, here's an update on what's going on in my life, what's sure. going on in your life. Like at this time, I think Ben had just met this gorgeous girl who is now his wife and Mm -hmm. mother of like his three children. She's beautiful. Um, But Ben texted me and he, this was, this was like a month after I got married. And so Ben was like, Hey, hope everything's going well. Hope you guys are doing well. I just wanted to tell you a funny story. And he proceeds to tell me that he was working at a coffee shop the summer that I got married. Mm -hmm. And on the, the day of my wedding, Chris walked into the coffee shop and was like, hey, man, let me get my usual because they I guess they had like been doing this regularly. Yeah. So Chris comes in. He's like, hey, let me get my usual. And Ben goes, OK, cool. Um, I'm about to get off. Can I join you? And Chris is like, yeah. So he went and got the cup of coffee for Chris. And then he got a cup of coffee for himself. And he took it and they sat down. And I don't remember who said it first, but one of them said, do you know what today is? And the other one said, yeah, it's the day she's getting married. And they cheers to me getting married on that oh day. Gosh. Like my two college ex-boyfriends were together cheering, cheersing on the day of my wedding. Oh my gosh. Which is pretty funny, which they're both doing so well now. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't speak to them once I, um, you know, got like established in my marriage, you know, you kind of set like those new norms yeah. with each other in yeah. terms of like how you keep up with people. So that, that ended, um, which was totally fine. But every now and then I can, you know, we're friends online and I can see like how well they're doing and they're both doing very well. That's good. Like they're, they're nice people. Um, so that we didn't really, I, I don't even remember like how our breakups went. I just remember that it was like me doing the breaking up and, yeah. Then we tried, I wanted to be friends, and they did their best to go along with it. Yeah. Um, I think, like, the worst part was one time Ben, whenever I was breaking up with Ben, he threw 
something at me. Like, uh, I had gotten him a lighter. He liked to smoke um, pipes. Yeah. And, Classy. Right, yeah. Like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> well, I think, I honestly think he wanted to be, like, this composer that he loved, um, Arvo Part. Arvo Pertz. I mean, that's how you say it. Um, He's this old man from Lithuania. Mm -hmm. And now looking back on it, I feel like Ben was trying to kind of create this persona that he was just really copying from a Mm -hmm. composer that he liked, this, you know, 70-year-old man in Lithuania. Yes. Um, But anyway, I had gotten him a, a, like, really nice uh, lighter to go with his his pipes Mm -hmm. and all this shit. And I had it engraved, and whenever I broke up with him, like, I remember he threw it at me. And he was like, take that fucking lighter. And I'm like, and do what? (laughs) Burn this motherfucker down? Light my Bath and Body Works candles? Like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, do you have any other good breakups? Oh, honey. Okay. So, college... Oh, well, yeah. My first official college breakup was with my prom date, Eddie. Uh-huh. Um, I have the lamest names for these people. Oh, well. I like them. Um, anyways, but so we ended up dating. We dated. We went to prom together, to both of our proms. In July, we started dating mm-hmm. um, because we were doing a fireworks thing at my house, and we ended up like, holding hands it was like magical whatever so we dated for maybe three months four months I guess Mm -hmm. and I'd gone to college away from home with all these people that were supposed to be my friends Mm -hmm. and I was trying to find a church in my college town which is really impossible for me because all of them were super, super, super traditional. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I was wanting something a little more modern, contemporary, yeah. whatever. But I, wa- I knew I needed to go to church. And so I would go with him and visit churches on the weekend. And he legit broke up with me because I was trying to go to the same church that he was going to. What? Exactly. <laughs> he is now a pastor. Mm. Which is hilarious to me. But um, anyway, so it was just kind of bullshit, I think. Because I was yeah. I was away from home. I didn't mm. have any really close girlfriends. All my guy friends were there. But they obviously took his quote-unquote side because the bro code or whatever. Right. So it was just really sad because, you know, I yeah. called my mom every day freshman year because I had no friends or boyfriend and I was just depressed all the time. Anyways, well, that was stupid. Don't ever break up with someone for that stupid reason. However, if they break up with you for that reason, I mean, you're not supposed to be together anyway. So, yeah, chalk it up, you know? True. Um, anyways, but I dated a couple of guys. One of them, which is still my really good friend, um, but that didn't last long. He was more of like my brother, so mm-hmm. that was just weird um but I dated the, I dated Richard mm-hmm. who I can't remember which story I told about Richard um but he was a frat boy that's right the frat boy mm. so I met him through some mutual friends because he was a biology major and all my friends are biology majors which are 
you know, it's the polar opposite of what I am, which was a communications major. Hello. Mm -hmm. Um, Clearly, as I'm here doing a podcast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) English communications, you know, it's all good. Um, But we dated for like a year. Uh We got together actually on a trip that we were going down to Mississippi for, for fall break, Mm -hmm. after Hurricane Katrina had come through. We were going to do missions together, which was like... My dream, right. you know, Southern Baptist girl. For sure. Yes, yeah. I'll date you on a mission trip. Right? Okay. Taking that Great Commission so, seriously. That's right. It was in October, but we had been talking for like a month or whatever. So we dated. He is Mr. Man About Campus. He wants to be in everybody's social circle. He wants to be of service to everyone. Mm-hmm. He's a very charismatic person and so he was really fun to be around he's really funny he's caring and all of that and so for the first little while it was going really well like he gave me the lavalier with his like yeah fraternity letters and that's like a big deal and um all of his brothers became my absolute best friends all of the their girlfriends were my best best friends whatever so we dated then he goes home for the summer And it started getting real weird because he would refuse to come and visit me. Mm -hmm. I had to, like, pull his, like, and he wouldn't let me come visit him. Mm -hmm. He lives across the state from us. And so he would be home. He would say he would call me sometimes. He would go home for Christmas. He would go home for New Year, whatever. Like, he would go to all these things, and he would never invite me. Mm -hmm. And I just always felt kind of left out or kind of like he obviously wants to maintain something going on at home Mm -hmm. and so I never knew what that was so finally it all came to a head when we came back to school the next year so I guess we dated a little less than a year yeah um but he um had gone to this party and told all of our guy friends or all of his brothers or whatever that some shit went down and he was like I think I cheated on her but I'm not really sure like what yes like he said that he woke up in bed next to this girl who who he had been really good friends with Mm -mm. but anyway so then all all of those guys told my roommates and Mm -hmm. they sat me down and they're like liza we have something to tell you and we don't want you to be mad and we don't want you to you know be upset please just listen to us and, you know, it was one of those moments where they had to break this news to me. Right. And I lost my shit. I would have, too. I lost my shit because I never would have thought that would happen. Right. Um, but it all made sense because he was so protective of his life at home. Yeah. He would never let me go visit him. And so we um, went, I'm trying to think. This, okay, one other instance that kind of was telling as well. In the summer, I did go see him one time. Mm-hmm. And it was for our friends getting married. They were from the same hometown. And so I went for the wedding and all of this. We all had a great time at this wedding. And I remember going back to his house. And we were talking about the girl that got married. Because he was best friends with her in high school. Mm-hmm. And she married one of his fraternity brothers. He straight up told me to my face. That if a Mack truck was coming down the highway and he had to save one of us, he would save her. <gasps> yes. Why did he say that? Because he's a little bitch. <sighs> 
So, anyway, so that kind of stuff, but he, like, explained it away, and it, like, I was just hurt, but I was yeah. like, well, I feel that deeply about my friends from home, too, so I made all these fucking excuses, okay? Right. So then when they sat me down and told me all this, I'm like, okay, I believe you, 100%. Yeah. There will be hell to pay, okay? Yeah. So I broke up with him, and then, like, a week later, his grandfather died, and I felt really, really bad. Uh, but anyway, so yeah. we ended up getting back together, like, in January. So there was a good semester where we were not together, right. whatever. But I dated his ass again, yeah. like a dummy. Hey. That's me, always giving second chances. Hi. But um, the second time I broke up with him was my favorite time because <laughs> um, he was talking shit at a party I don't, I genuinely don't remember the specific happening of breaking up with him. I just remember going back to my apartment enraged. Yeah. I threw my phone against my wall, Mm -hmm. broke it in half. My parents thought it was because it fell down a flight of stairs, but it's because (laughs) I threw it at a wall. Um, And I cut him out of every single photo that I had in Mm -hmm. my room, which was a lot because we took a lot of pictures everywhere we went. And you know what I did? I put all of the pictures of him that I had cut out into a bag and I delivered it to his front doorstep and nice. I set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I set that shit on fire. I knocked on the door and I ran. I said, since you love yourself, here you go, bitch. <laughs> I ran. Oh my God. See, the fun part, guys, when you do things like that is you still run into them and they know what you did. <laughs> You're like, hey, man, how you doing? Remember whenever I set you yeah. on fire? In his, his room, it was like, um, this is my house, and there's like a burn mark on my porch. I said, bitch, you don't know what he did to me. It's a and burn think, mark on your heart. That's right. Well, the best part is, guys, I've been saving this bomb to drop because I can't make this shit up. <laughs> okay? Two years later, he had dated a couple of other, no, not two years, like a year and a half, maybe. The next fall... He, at my best friend's 21st birthday party, pulls us all out into the yard one at a time to tell us that he is bi. (gasps) Plot twist. Plot twist. Plot fucking twist. And now he lives with a man. They have a dog together. Hey. He was always a real good dresser. Hey. So now every time I talk about my gay ex-boyfriend, that's a real fun (laughs) conversation starter, especially at school. Life is hard. They're like, you want to go bowling? I'll be like, my gay ex-boyfriend went to college (laughs) on a bowling scholarship. (laughs) Did he really? Yeah. That's a thing? Yeah. Oh, my God. We didn't even have a bowling team. What? He won, like, a scholarship. Oh, my God. I know. You know what? Okay, so... Here I am sitting here thinking like, oh, I don't have a good breakup story. And I just completely blacked out something that is a good breakup story. I mean, not a good one, but like it's, it's a story. It's notable. So whenever I went to that junior, senior prom in South Carolina. Yes. That was like a seven year on and off thing with this boy in South Carolina. When I was, I guess, 14, almost 15, I had a girlfriend who went to church with me. Her parents were divorced, and so her mom lived in South Carolina. So I went one summer to go visit her. Um, And whenever, it it was the summer I was 14. And I went and met her friend, Josh, and I just fell for him. Like, that was, like, my first, 
for me, that was my first love, like, in high school. Like, Aww. I had never been so head over heels um, over someone. I mean, even, like, the other guys that I dated in high school. Like, nothing quite compared to that. And because, I think because of the distance, it made things, like, even, you know, yeah. better. And so... From the time that I was 14 until 17, we would take turns flying back and forth. And I was just talking to my mom about this today. She's like, I cannot believe I let you do this. (laughs) But it got to a point where our families, our moms talked on the phone to get to know each other. Um, And then one year, his whole family drove to my family's home and spent Easter, like spent Easter weekend. It was crazy. So we, we all became kind of close to this family. And, um, I will preface all of this by saying he is a, he's a good guy now. Yeah. Like, but there was a moment where I feel like he lost his mind and there are reasons why. Like, so flash forward, um, when, by the time I got to senior year of high school, like he and I were done. Mm -hmm. Like he had, he was in college. He was a couple years older than me. Um, so he was going to college in Charleston, South mm-hmm. Carolina, and then I started college at Memphis. And my second year of college, he contacted me and was like, "Hey," he always called me "kid," which now I realize is so manipulative. Um, yeah, and that he calls every girl "kid." Oh, like God. I thought that this was like something special. It's not. He calls <laughs> everyone "kid." So anyway, damn, um, he creative. Also, like I found out when I was like You've been watching 15, Casablanca. Yeah, I know. What's up, kid? <laughs> so when I was fifteen, he would tell me things like, "Oh, listen to this Incubus song. It makes me think of you." I love Incubus. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, then he also said the same thing to another girl. Oh god. Because she and I compared notes. And, oh uh, god. That should have been you know red flag number one. Sure. But I still went for it. He was like my first kiss. Aww. Like I remember that first kiss like it was yesterday. Not that it was amazing. I just remember like the nerves you know from all of it. Yeah. Um. It was. I, I remember actually kind of being a little grossed out. But anyway, same. It was like a lot of spit. <laughs> Way more than I expected. Spit I is not sexy. So no. love is not sexy. But We've been through this anyway. So um, I'm you know second year in college and something crazy had happened in memphis there was like uh, a lockdown or something i don't know but it mm. made national news oh god and so he called me and was like hey kid just checking to see if you're okay as if he could actually do something if something wasn't okay <laughs> that's another part of his like allure is that yeah. he he was always like checking in there was something about him that made it seem like he had shit under control oh. and i appreciated that okay. because my personality is that I'm in control. Same. And I don't want to be in control. It's just that I can't trust anyone else to truly have that control for me. Okay. So the fact that he would present himself as like, nah, girl, I got this. I'd be like, oh, thank God. Like, <laughs> please give Here's me a fucking underwear. break. <laughs> like, I need a break. So anyway, he we get to talking and he um, brings up this idea of seeing each other. Mm-hmm. And um, he tells me this whole spiel. His mom, who, God bless her, she was an amazing woman. His mom had just been diagnosed with cancer, mm. and she did not make it through the next year. Mm. Um, and that was a turning point for him. It's almost sure. like the way you can pinpoint for Kanye West. You know, like Kanye was cool, then his mom dies. For me, I feel like that is a turning point in Kanye's career where his personality shifts. Mm-hmm. And for this guy also, I felt the same thing. I love that you're comparing him to Kanye. Absolutely. 
I mean, he's not as crazy. He's not crazy like Kanye is now, but there was that shift. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like it was the loss of his mom. Yeah. And I think that that's significant for boys. And mm-hmm. so anyway, so we start dating again, um, sophomore year. And then throughout, we were kind of off and on throughout junior year. And then um, I got this opportunity to do, to do the National Student yes, Exchange Program. that's why you wanted that's to go That's why I decided to do it. So it's my senior year of college, first semester, and I get into this program. And the whole point of the program was for me to get myself into South Carolina and see what it's like to live near, near him, him, right? Yeah. So this has been going on for like a year and a half. But if we total it all up, it's been on and off for seven years from the time I was 14 to the time that I'm 21. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this was like our big chance to see like, is this worth it? Is this going to happen? So I do everything that I need to, I apply for all this shit, whatever I get it. Um, and the school that I got into was actually the university of South Carolina in Columbia. So not Mm -hmm. technically Charleston, um, he was still in Charleston, but we were, we were pretty close to each other. I think mm-hmm. it was like maybe an hour and 45 minutes, something oh, like bad. that. No, not at all. So I, I handle all this shit by myself, right? My parents are like, okay, do what you need to do, whatever. I packed my car up. I drove all the way there, which is like a 10 hour drive. Yeah. Okay. I get there and the plan was for me to go to his parents home and stay the night there and then the next morning he was going to go with me to my dorm room and help move me in so I got there um and it's probably you know 2 p.m in the afternoon and we're sitting in his room and then he's like all right well I'm gonna go take a shower and then I've got to go get my hair cut and I said okay so he goes to take a shower this is the day that I just got day one okay yeah his phone starts going off (gasps) beside me when he's in the shower? When he's in the shower. And it's a girl. It's a girl. And she has sent him the filthiest text messages <gasps> ever. And the only reason I looked at his phone is because it kept going off. It was like, bzz, 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 like it was annoying. So I grab it and I'm looking and I'm just like, what the fuck? And so I start scrolling through. This has been going on for weeks. Oh, like my filthy, God. just the filthiest stuff you can think of. Just like boom, 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 boom. And I'm sitting there. I remember feeling like my whole body went numb because I'm like, I just moved my entire fucking life to for this. Yeah. So then he comes out of the shower and I just turned his phone to him and I'm like, what is this? And he goes white. Good. And he starts crying and he's like, oh my God, like it's, it's not, you know, it's nothing important. Like it's just stupid. I know it's stupid. And I was like, are you serious? Like I came all the way here and this is what's going on. Are you serious Damn. right now? I didn't even have it in me to like yell at him. I just kept asking him like, are you serious? And he was just crying and he's like, I've got to go get my hair cut. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, can we keep talking about this? Do you want to come with like, me? I'll cut your hair. Yeah, right. <laughs> Clip to the preview of us. <laughs> but I told him I like in these moments, I love having control. So like, I love honing in and not mm-hmm. crying and I just looked at him and I was like I'm not going anywhere with you you go to your hair appointment and he was like are you going to be here when I get back I said I don't, I don't know. know so he gets out and he leaves as soon as he leaves I fucking lost it like I'm shaking I'm crying like I'm nauseous and I called my mom and I'll never forget the conversation I had with my mom 
I was like, mom, he's been cheating on me. I said, this is the first time. I mean, aside from like stupid shit in high school, which I didn't count, this felt so substantial. Yes. I was like, this is the first time anybody's cheated on me like this. My mom said, stop. This is the first time you found out someone has cheated on you like this. Oh, God. I was like, damn, mom. (laughs) My whole mind was just like, oh, my God, she's right. So that just kind of blew my mind. Well, then he came back and he said, oh, my God, I, I thought for sure you'd be gone by now. And I said, where would I go? I can't even check into my dorm. Like, I'm stuck here with you tonight. With you and your cheating, lying ass. Right. So we we barely spoke, um, but I remember he tried to, like, make up. He, he was promising everything. Like, mm. it won't happen again. I'm deleting all of this, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay. I said, okay. And so for the next maybe month, we tried to get through it and continue dating and I just couldn't do it. Like, no. after a month, I said, I'm sorry. This is not for me. Like, I, out of all the sacrifices that I've made for you, mm-hmm. keeping in mind, his family was, like, crazy wealthy. Oh, right? But when we would go on dates, I, because I was raised to, like, be independent and to not, you know, expect other people to do stuff for you. So I would willingly be like, hey, I got this. Hey, I got this. He never once tried to ever stop me. Oh, my God. Never tried to stop me. That is so not gentlemanly. Yeah. And in college, I had a credit card and I racked up a couple thousand dollars just because he never was like, oh, I got this. Oh, I got this. You know, like he never stopped. And I never asked him to. And I don't know whose problem that is. Like, I feel like it's both of us. But anyway, so I had racked up a, I had racked up a bit of debt. Um, I had moved here for him. You know, like all these different things. Wow. And so I just thought, you know, if I, if I were to make a list of how many sacrifices I made for you versus how many you've made for me. It would not be evenly yoked, no, sir. absolutely not at all. <laughs> so I, by this point, like, I was just turned off. By his selfish behavior. Yeah. You know, I was just like, fuck it, man. I don't want this for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I always felt like, and I even told him, if you got to a point where you didn't want me anymore or you weren't attracted to me anymore, you should have fucking told me instead of cheating on me. And being a coward. And that's how I feel about anyone. Like, if you're with me and you get to a point where you feel attracted to someone that you want to go be with them, then Break it off with me, be a man, and then go do whatever you want. Exactly. Don't be an asshole. That is like, sage just, advice. You know, just tell me to my face. Let it be what it is. But anyway, so after a month, I break up with him, and I'm like, hey, I can't do this. You know, it's it's over. Um, the weeks that followed that breakup was gift after gift from him. He was mailing, like, he ordered me a pair of shoes that I had been wanting so and had them mailed to my dorm room. Did you keep it all? Yeah. Good. He bought <laughs> this, some movie that I had been wanting to see. He bought it. Like, he bought, like, eight packs of my favorite candy. Like, it was just gift after gift after gift. I had been wanting a bicycle to ride around town. He delivered a bike um, to the dorm room. Dang. But I'm just looking at all of it, and, and we, we talked, and I said, you're just a little too fucking late. Yeah. Like, 
all this time, all this time you could have been showing (laughs) some kind of gestures or love. Sure. You wait until after the fact and now you're just like scrounging and it means nothing to me. Yep. You know, and that's something that I don't know if. gifts are dead. Yeah. If many guys realize it, like when guys get mad and maybe girls too, but when guys get mad that you want like some communication from them. Mm Mm-hmm. It's because that's all the girls really want. Like, they don't want your stuff. Yeah. You know? I mean, maybe there are girls who are super materialistic and, like, like want stuff and things. But only, you know, if you want to give me things. I just, I don't know. Well, it doesn't, again, it doesn't even have to be big gestures, you know? Writing a sweet note. Right. Picking up your favorite candy or your favorite coffee or something. Being thoughtful. Being thoughtful. Yeah. It doesn't take that many brain cells, guys. We know you only have so many to work with every now and then. But... So, if you're trying to date and impress your girl, just use a few of those brain cells. Think about something little that would mean something to her and get her something, you know? Yeah. Just every now and then. Just as a nice little treat or surprise. Yeah. I just remember getting all the gifts after the fact. And then I was just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with all of this? I'm sorry. I, I eventually had Amazon? to Amazon? Like, Is that you? I had to call his buddy and I was like, yo, come pick up this bike. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Come, come pick up the bike. I don't want it. And he was like, no, he dropped it off there for you. And I was like, I don't care. Come get the bike. Maybe maybe his other bitch can ride it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> maybe he can ride it because he is a Love little it. bitch. I mean, you you all right now. It's fine. You all right now, but I don't know. Other than that, like, the most volatile moments of, like, kind of a breakup have been from shorter dating periods. Like, yeah. I feel like the guys I've been involved with, the shorter the time frame, the more pissed the off they were, the, the crazier yeah. the reaction was. So, like, one time I was just talking to this guy. Here, that's the problem. In my head, I think we're just talking. In their head... We're in a fully committed relationship. So that was a miss in communication. But I was talking to this guy, Mike, and maybe like a couple weeks, and then that ended. Fast forward a couple of years, and I was at a show. This used to be a thing. Yes, when dude. We were, in high school. we were totally in that scene. Group. In high school, you knew all the guys who were in bands, and you go to the show for yeah, the weekend man. and watch them play. That's right, at the mosh pit. Right. So I'm at this show, and Mike is there, and I haven't seen him in two years, and he's got his new girlfriend with him. And she comes up to me, and she's like, hey, I know you. And I'm thinking, well, I don't know you. Who are you? And she explains, oh, well, I'm Mike's new girlfriend. And I was like, okay, cool. And she was like, I just want to let you know that there's no hard feelings. And I said, hard feelings over what? I said, I didn't date Mike. She said, (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't find feelings to be hard. Right. (laughs) She was like, um, I know that you guys dated. And I said, no, we didn't date. We talked for a little bit. And she's like, yeah, either way, there's no hard feelings. Oh, my God. And I said, why would there be hard feelings, though? And she said, um, because of the song he wrote about you. Oh, my God. And I said, oh I said, what? What song are you talking about? She was like, it's fine. He hasn't written a song about me yet, but he will. And I was like, okay. You can have my song, bitch. Okay. So then the show starts. Okay. And it's Mike's turn to get up there. And Mike gets up there, and I guess this is his, like, moment of revenge. Oh, God. Because he gets very emotional, and he's like, this one goes out to Cammy, And he starts playing this song. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> you okay? I just hit my hand on your TV stand. 
okay? You good? Yes, I'm fine. <laughs> All right, if you Shit. start drooling, I'm going to check. <laughs> um, no, he starts singing this song, and it was like this emo song about the angel of death. <laughs> <laughs> and the lyrics were like something about... Like, her beautiful mouth tells the most uh, painful lies or something. And goes on and on about how how she's an angel until you realize she's really just an angel of death. And I was like, damn, Mike. Like, God, butt hurt much? (laughs) (laughs) That's some rough shit. I know. And that wasn't even, like, a relationship. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. Well, bless him. I know. Maybe there's something about guys where they only get hurt in the very beginning, and then after that, they just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not a thing. But I don't know. I don't know. I think that's 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 the best that I got in terms of breakups. I like that story. <laughs> the angel of death. The that's angel on of a, death. That's got to be on a MySpace somewhere, floating around. Oh, my God. I loved MySpace so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl. R.I.P. R.I.P. MySpace. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's a, you know, conglomeration of our breakup stories. Yeah. The best ones, anyway. The most memorable ones. Mm-hmm. So much fun. So, yeah, don't be afraid to break up with people. Yeah, if it's not working, it's just not it's working. It's just not working. You know, and people are, some. a lot of people are here for a season. And when their season's up, their season's up. Just like Jasper told her in the holiday, very square peg, very round hole. Yep. <laughs> you right. You right. That could be dirty. It, take it the wrong way. <laughs> I feel like that was dirty. It's fine. That was filthy. But it's okay. But yeah, mm. if it's not working, it's not working. Yep. You know? That's Cut what that I, shit off. On to the next like one. Like a dead lamb with gangrene. Ooh. 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 Oh, Lord. You don't want that spread into the rest of your life. That's toxic. God, the imagery in that was good. Thank you. I like that. I worked real hard on it. I like it, but like Point it also grosses ago. me out. Good. Yeah. That's your usual vibe. Just like some of my exes gross me out. Title of my memoirs. <laughs> I like it, but it grosses me out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, well, that's all we got. Yeah. So thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed or given us a review on Apple Podcasts, please do so. Follow us on Instagram at Laugh It's Funny Podcast. And don't forget, laugh at yourself. Yeah, so they can't laugh at you. That's right. Especially if they're going to break up with you. That's right. Break up with them first so they don't break up with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, y'all have a great week, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.